This installment of Bach on Wednesday was recorded for release on September 1st, 2021. Greetings. This is Terry Noel Tao. Welcome to Bach on Wednesday. This installment is a potpourri. It is given over to recordings that mm, haven't been able to find a place to put elsewhere, so to speak, in something that each one was, in its peculiar way, related to. All right, great excuse for a potpourri. The first of these is a recording that I encountered for the first time in September of 1989 when I found the original LP incarnation in a music store in Leipzig, which was still a part of East Germany. I took one look at it. All right, I have to have that. Five of the Seven Toccatas by Johann Sebastian Bach, pieces of which I always have been especially fond. The pianist, someone I'd never heard of, turned out to be a big frog in a little pond. He never had a career in the West. His focus was the German Democratic Republic and Eastern Europe. His name was Siegfried Stöckicht. S-T-O-Umlaut C-K-I-G-T. He was born on December 8, 1929, and he died on July 6, 2012. I didn't have much hope for the recording, to be candid, but it was something that was a significant addition to my collection of recordings of Bach, which never will be complete, of course, but always has been somewhat, quote-unquote, archival and, shall we say, completive. I lowered the needle on the turntable. From the first measure I went, oh boy, this guy is good. These performances are highly individualistic. They do not, shall we say, conform to what many people would consider established norms. And all I can say is I regret that Mr. Stöckicht never recorded the other two. He never recorded the G minor toccata or the G major toccata. I particularly would have liked to have heard what he did with the G minor one. A number of years later, I'm in a record store, and to my astonishment, I discovered a CD issue of this recording on Curb Classic Collection. Know nothing about this company. Never seen anything else. Never seen another copy of the CD. However, 
I'm going to play that for you now. The pieces are the Toccata in D minor, BWV 913, the Toccata in F sharp minor, BWV 910, the Toccata in E minor, BWV 914, the Toccata in D major, BWV 912, and finally, the Toccata in C minor, BWV 911. The Astonishing Siegfried Stürkicht at the Piano.
Fried Stirkicht, a remarkable pianist of whom all too few people ever have heard. Five of the seven Bach toccatas. D minor, BWV 913, F sharp minor, BWV 910, E minor, BWV 914, D major, BWV 912, and C minor, BWV 911. As I said, a remarkable artist, and with a large repertory too, from what I have been able to determine, including such oddities as piano concertos by Eugen d'Albert. Some recordings basically just don't fit in with anything else, except something like a program of this kind, a potpourri, a mixed bag, if you will. Several years ago, I was given a recording of the Goldberg Variations on the MSR label, number MS1324. It features a pianist named Ronald Hawkins, about whom I knew absolutely nothing, but clearly a pianist who thinks. And that's what makes this recording of the Goldberg Variations so intriguing. Mr. Hawkins is a native of South Carolina. He didn't start his musical studies until he was 16, but he was performing in concert within a year and a half. He earned his Bachelor and Master of Music degrees in piano performance at Shenandoah Conservatory, and his principal teachers have included, amongst others, Frederick Chu. The major reason that this performance intrigued me so much is it is clear that Mr. Hawkins makes the Goldberg variations fit him rather than the other way around. And you will notice that there are variations which are interpreted in a way that suggests that he was playing them in a way that suited his technique, particularly Variation 28. Mr. Hawkins understands, for instance, that one of the aspects of Bach that is particularly fascinating is, as often as not, movements can be taken at two completely different tempos. And, since Bach rarely provides tempo indications, the performer is at liberty to take advantage of that peculiar dichotomy. Mr. Hawkins does provide some performance notes in the booklet to this recording. Whether performing the Goldberg Variations live or making a recording, one has to make decisions regarding the repeats. In a live concert setting, 
I play all repeats in the work. However, due to the limits of a single disc, I have decided to play only those repeats where Bach has written a second ending. Variations numbers 2, 4, 6, 16, and 25. At least at the time this recording was made, it was published in 2009, Mr. Hawkins had a relationship with Schimmel Pianos, a manufacturer with whose work I previously was unfamiliar. The trade card specifically says Schimmel K280T Piano provided courtesy of Schimmel Artist Services. So, here is Ronald Hawkins playing the aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen, the Goldberg Variations, BWV 988, by Johann Sebastian Bach. Thank you. 
as I remarked before I played the recording. A most intriguing reading of the Aria mit verschiedenen Veränderungen. The Goldberg Variations, BWV 988, by Johann Sebastian Bach. The pianist Ronald Hawkins, playing a Schimmel K280T piano. Certainly the most intriguing aspect of that performance is the way Ronald Hawkins handled Variation 28, perhaps the most technically demanding of all of them. He understands that there are compositions by Bach that work well at two completely different tempos, and that was the route he took. Whether it was for musical or technical reasons, I know not and I care not. This recording is not a Desert Island recording for me. I think you know which performances I would take to the cliché Desert Island. But I'm awfully glad I have this recording on the shelf to listen to from time to time. And I hope you enjoyed my sharing it with you on this installment of Bach on Wednesday. The third segment of this potpourri installment of Bach on Wednesday is a real curveball. Recently on the internet, I spotted a CD titled Requiem after J.S. Bach, Joseph James, composer I'd never heard of. So I bought it, and we're going to listen to it together. What this is, is a setting of the text of the Requiem Mass, the Missa Pro Defunctis, that is used by Thomas Luis de Victoria in his Officium Defunctorum of 1605. And each of its parts is a vocal movement based on one of Bach's keyboard pieces. In some cases, particularly the fugues, a fairly direct transcription. In others, a more complex transformation using both the harmonic progressions and the figuration of the original in a quite new context. The frame for the Requiem is the chromatic fantasia in D minor, BWV 903, on which the four Requiem Eternum movements and the final Kyrie are based. Amongst the other compositions that you will hear uh, are bits and pieces from such things as the Capriccio Sopra la Lontananza di 
Il Fratello Dilitissimo, the Capriccio on the Departure of the Beloved Brother, BWV 992, and also one of the three-part inventions, and so it goes. Who were Joseph James? And I say were rather than was deliberately because Joseph James was two composers working together. One of them was Stanley Joseph Seeger, who was born in 1930. The other was Francis James Brown, who was born on October 26, 1925, and died on January 18, 2008. They met when they were both pupils of Luigi Dalla Piccola, and they teamed up. They made several compositions together, including a film score, The Priest of Love, in 1981, and the opera, The Scarlet Letter. So... That's the background for Requiem after J.S. Bach by Joseph James. The performers in this recording, which was made in Studio One at Abbey Road in London, England, on October 3rd and 4th, 1998, are Sumi Jo Soprano, Ruby Philogene, mezzo-soprano, David Wilson, bass, Edward Burroughs, treble, the London Choral Society, the Oxford Camerata, the Philharmonia Orchestra, conducted by Stephen Barlow.
for my money, that was a remarkable musical experience. The Requiem After J.S. Bach by Joseph James. Joseph James being the long-standing collaboration between Stanley Joseph Seeger and Francis James Brown. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking while we're listening, and I said, Stanley Joseph Seeger. I know that name. So, I did a little research. Sure, the famous art collector. Very wealthy, inherited money. Princeton University, class of 19... 52 art collector, Picasso's, Gauguin, all sorts of interesting things. I recommend to you not only the biography in Wikipedia, but also the obituary that was published by the New York Times after Mr. Seeger died in June of 2011. A remarkable man, reclusive, didn't like publicity, talented, clearly. This requiem after J.S. Bach definitely is a keeper. The performers in this recording, which was made in the number one studio at Abbey Road in London, on October 3rd and 4th, 1998, were Sumi Joe Soprano, Ruby Philogene, mezzo-soprano, David Wilson Johnson, baritone, Edward Burroughs, treble, the London Choral Society, the Oxford Camerata, the Philharmonia Orchestra, conducted by Stephen Barlow. <laughs> 